Yo, welcome to the My City Podcast. Yo, 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 welcome back to My City Podcast. Love for all the love we showed to the last episode. Um, yeah, my like son in the building. Obviously, my boy Ire. How you doing, people? What's good, people? Uh, we got a guest in the house. <laughs> She's Hi, already excited. <laughs> it's Fashion's Playground. Eunice <laughs> in the building. Thanks for coming on, B. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> uh, what does Ire always ask? What's your app for the listeners that don't know? At Fashions Playground. Is that is that everything? Is that um, Twitter, Instagram? Instagram, Fashions Playground, Twitter, Eunice or get it. Um, yep, Tumblr, still Fashions Playground, but the actual website is Fashion Is Our Playground. Okay, okay. It used to be Fashion Is Our Playground, right? And then it became Fashions. It was always so the name was always Fashions Playground, but okay. the um, domain had to be fashion. fashions is our playground, <laughs> so yeah. Oh uh, yeah, the whole point of having Eunice on today, did I pronounce correctly, Eunice? Yeah, that's correct. Is like, there a way to say it properly, like Eunice or Eunice? Uh, <laughs> Eunice. Wh- however you're led. <laughs> uh, the whole point of having uh, the great guest with us today is to talk about uh, black, black fashion oh, designers. Yeah. And you know, Eunice is a great example, someone who's really in the fashion industry doing well. I want to talk about really, you know, whether or not there's a lack of representation of, of our people in mainstream shops. Yeah. Obviously, we, you know, we speak about, we, we've got friends, we have clothes and lions, and, you know, those kind of ventures, but do we have enough, it's said in the top man, mm. Primark, mm. John Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's all it, I mean, yeah, so, yeah, so literally the overriding topic is, is there a lack of um, sort of black representation in mainstream fashion design and and whatnot so yeah so straight away we're going to talk a bit about um yourself Eunice do you want to talk to us a bit about fashion playground what is it how is it so popping like how's your (laughs) (laughs) talk to us a bit about the genesis of fashion okay so fashion playground is a women's wear brand it's premium brand Um, it caters to women of all shapes sizes colors backgrounds we specialize in higher quality pieces um they're classic pieces they're not trend driven What's okay. That, what does that mean? So, there. So, for example, it's um, I would say occasion wear, but it would be something that you could wear today, and in ten years' time, it would still look amazing. Right, is it like made out of plastic? Is that why it lasts so long? No. <laughs> <laughs> so. Walk around the big bags, you know. Yeah. What do you mean? So by we that? import yeah. um the highest quality fabrics from Italy. Ooh. They they all have a certain stretch in them, so they fit specifically around because every woman's shape is different of course, yeah, yeah. so it's important that the clothes fit perfectly so there's always like a certain amount of elastin within oh, the clothing um, but yeah we just make sure that we import the best quality items so they'll last forever basically okay. <laughs> okay. and when you say um did you say it's seasonal or did you say that it's okay. not occasional. it's yeah it's occasional but it's not um trend driven okay Okay, do you want to elaborate on that a bit more just for people that may not? Yeah, know. sure. So as you know, there are four seasons within fashion. There's, <laughs> the, there's, there's the spring, summer, there's the autumn, winter collections. Um, okay. You can also have pre-autumn, winter, pre-spring, summer. Absolutely, and yeah. within all those seasons, there are different um, trends that come out. So, for example, this season, which is spring, summer, 
I would say the floral trend is in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> as your, as your mother yeah, as my, so I'm, yeah, I'm currently wearing a piece from our spring summer collection. Really, really. Um, but we incorporate, sometimes we incorporate the trends, but we make sure it's incorporated in a classic way so that okay. even if you buy it and wear it today, as I said before, mm. in the next five, ten years, it would still look amazing. Okay. Got you, got you. So, uh, to give you an example between a, a product which is trendy and a product which you can just wear all the time. Okay, yeah, um, Harachi, they're more trendy because they're in trend again now, yeah? But Jordan's are timeless. Oh, okay. See the difference? Exactly. So, like, yeah, remember, Harachi's were great in secondary yeah, school, yeah. went dead for a bit. Well, they got, now, they got the ring, yeah. Whereas Jordan's. I could wear these. I could have worn these in the 1980s. Don't Jordans go out of fashion? So <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't Jordans go out of fashion and then it's like they'll come back? Nah, it's Jordans, bro. It's Jordans. You know, I was asking that like, when I got my trainers last year, summer. Yeah. I got my Jordans. Yeah. I remember, and I was like, hold on. No, that was the first time. I put trainers, I you know, really put my money in. And I'm like, to my boy, what, 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 what day you know, you know, And he goes, they're Jordans, bro. <laughs> because um, I was scrolling through your website yesterday mm -hmm. and I saw that there was there were only like five pieces yeah. on the website so is that what you mean so sort of like you'll have you'll focus on like a look at that period of time and then sort of not have um, too many like such a variety of that or sort of how how does how do you say your line of fashion uh, so in terms of the it does make sense yeah. so in terms of the pieces that were created that was um obviously for last season yeah. so every season we come out with uh, about five to seven designs mm. um obviously within the premium range okay so that's just how it happens okay cool cool, cool. and when you say we Oh, yeah. So I so <laughs> previously I was the head creative director, but okay. I recently employed um, two other Jeez. people within the company. Okay. So okay. yeah. <laughs> Talk to us quickly about um, how it started, because obviously I went to college with you. Yeah. We stuck in slaving away in science, <laughs> and, <laughs> and yeah, like as far as I know, you didn't study fashion mm -hmm. at college. So were you doing fashion at that point on the side? Um, I know you've got your blog as well. When yeah. did that start? Like, give us a bit of detail. Okay, so I've always I've always been into fashion. Um, I did a, a story on my website about how, <laughs> when I was about nine years old, my mom took me to this private tutor. Oh. Like it was the first time I was asked, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" And I I immediately said, "I want to own a clothing line." Um, at that point, he turned to me and he was like, "You're never going to make money. You're never going to be successful." Uh -huh. So, <laughs> so then obviously I went on to study chemical engineering. But I've I've known from a young age that I wanted to, that I've been into fashion. Mm. So I started my blog. I'd already started my blog when I was in college, but it wasn't until I we got to university that I met my best friend uh, named Joy. She was a photographer at the time. Mm. So literally every weekend, every it wasn't even every weekend, it was literally after classes, as soon as um, exams were done, like every yeah. spare moment that we had, we utilised it. Okay. And that's when things really started to kick off. Okay, yeah. And that's when people started to notice me. And then... Jeez. <laughs> I hear that. <laughs> and then by the time I hit third year, because, so what would happen every single summer, um, obviously, you know, during university, we had like those long, yeah, like yeah, three yeah, month breaks. So I would go to different like high fashion designers mm. to do internships. Um, so yeah, that's when I learned obviously my sewing skills and then I started to design clothes for myself mm. and it just started to get so much attention mm. that I decided to make it accessible to other women okay. also. Cool, cool, cool. Well, we'll um, obviously over the course of the podcast, we'll keep referring back to Fashion Playground, getting specific examples that you have and whatnot, but let's dive straight into the meat of the topic. So 
we kind of want to discuss um is there like a ceiling for how far like black fashion designers can go in the uk do you know what i mean like so let's let's start off by going um how does a black fashion designer succeed like what's the life what's the life cycle or lifespan of a black fashion designer wow so how does it work all right yeah all right <coughs> help sam out there yeah let's say you have a concept yeah a design mm -hmm. you've got some maybe you've already got you got some uh clothes you're already selling it's yeah. items how do you then go into and then what blocks did you do you experience right okay so in terms of you mean creating a line yeah. to sell yeah. to other people yeah so there are different ways you, um, you can do it so some people start off by actually sewing the items themselves and selling per order okay. or you can go into manufacturing so this is where um, patterns are designed they're scaled up or down um, based on how many sizes you want to make available and then they're put into production so a group so the way it's done in fashion's playground is there's a team in london um who sew the outfits by hand yeah or you can some people outsource from china so they send the patterns over to china they get everything produced there and import it back yeah so to expand on your, on your question sam yeah so let's, let's talk about the level so you have like high street you have premium and then you, you have, have high end yes so you got so what's the what's the what's the, what's the pinnacle so the pinnacle would be the high end, so that would be your Louis Vuittons, your Gucci's, your Balenciagas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so that, that's, that's the dream for most designers, well, yeah. Those, those shoes you're wearing. Well, yeah, so if you're talking, so I think, you, Sam, you asked the question of how, so um, in terms of, getting to the high-end mm -hmm. spectrum yeah. if that's your question so um we were just talking briefly before the podcast started about how this actually occurs so i was saying within london within the uk yeah. there's only one main school that high fashion designers employ from that's yeah. central st martin yeah. so if you know you want to be a head designer or or a head um, creative director for a, a high-end company the best chances you will have of getting there is going to Central St. Martin because this is where they recruit from. When you say this is where, is it because um, sort of the way they are taught in this college is conducive to um, working for a big brand or like why is it, why is it so specific? So it's kind of, it's kind of asking why do people go to Ivy League schools to employ graduates? Okay. It's the same concept. It's just the best. It's the best, exactly. So that's where you get your Vivian Westwood, your Marc Jacobs. Yeah. That's that's where they 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 all come from. So. So is there? Um, I don't know if you guys have any stats. It's a question for both of you. But is there sort of a disparity in the amount of black people that get into this college and then subsequently are able to have access to these high fashion brands? Ooh. Or I don't know if you like. So in terms of uh, black designers within yeah. high fashion there's only one percent at the moment um i was looking for stats as to, as to how, <laughs> as to how many the percentage of black to white students within central and martin i couldn't find that those results weren't published but um if you just look at these stats from vogue.com which is one percent that kind of just gives a specific indi indi indication indication, <laughs> indication yeah. of of the lack of i would say diversity within the industry did you, did you enroll in the school? Did I enroll in school? Yeah. No. So, um, because I interned with high fashion designers oh, of course. during the summers. So that's where I, thankfully, I was able to learn all the pattern cutting, the skills, the, and as well as that, I read books and, 
yeah, so that's where I love my skills. I mean, the cloth of Ivor got to fashion back in second earth, we used to have those um, <laughs> tailor machines. I used to tailor stuff, it? Why you mean in DT? Yeah, but it's not DT, it was textures, textiles. Okay, yeah, 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 that comes with DT. Okay, now, no, but things, but things are getting better. So there are like top designers, high end designers. I would say Duro Olo. Yeah, you can, I've heard you of. can, you can buy him from Netta Porter or the very high fat, high end websites. We also have Virgo. Obviously, he was named the Louis Vuitton um, menswear head designer. We have Kanye West with his Yeezus. We have um, Oliver Rustang, Balmain. <laughs> <laughs> like there are the, uh, things are getting better. Yeah. That's just what I want to emphasize. I was thinking. Some of the most trendy um, items are there are designed by black people. Exactly. Which is fantastic. Exactly. So I'm not sure if you saw the um, Kanye West interview which that one? he did with Charlemagne. Okay. But um, basically, it was all the people within his team. Mm -hmm. So we had um, obviously the Virgo, Virgo guy who's been named the Louis Vuitton director. He was within um, Kanye West's team before mm. he started Off White. Mm. Um, then the person they had designed for Balenciaga as well was in was within his team also. So. Yeah. And you see your clothes, yeah? Where can people get it from? I know you, you know you spoke about your website already. Are they available in other shops as well? Or? Uh, so no, at the moment it's because, so we, Fashion's Playground started off as an online platform. Okay, yeah. um, This is just how we re reached out to the wider audience, to the global audience. Yep. So that's what, how we're just moving forward for now. Okay, cool. Okay. Um, all right. And, you know, we can move into the discussion of looking at some of the problems black designers face. So, as, as, as a young woman with your own merchandise and your own passions and your own, like, products, what problem did you face? Um, so, I think the first one would probably be just support. Oh, for real? So, when I say support, I just mean support in terms of... Um, I'm not sure, I'm just basing this upon <laughs> my own experience, yeah, yeah. but Family. coming from, yeah, coming yeah. from a Nigerian home. Nigerian? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am. So coming from a Nigerian home, it, there was, there's just a certain stigma attached to the more vocational occupations, yeah. like music, fashion, just the creative side. Cause it, and it's not out of malicious um, intent, it's just that our parents want us to go for a more stable career path. Mm. They don't want us to struggle the way that they had to. Mm. But it's, I think it's down to us to show them that it can be done yeah, and yeah. it is being done. So support, okay. And what I mean by the problems you faced, I'm talking more from like an industry perspective. perspective yes. what, what problems did you face in the industry, China? Um, so I would say funding mm. was yeah, the main okay. one. How did, how did you seek your um, yes. funding for the initiative? So, so, um, so I've, I've always, obviously, bef as I've said before, I've always known I've wanted to get into fashion, but it does take thousands of pounds for you to get into the manufacturing stage. That's just the reality. Because you're going to go to China, you're going to go to Italy. Yeah, or even if you need your things made in England, like it's the people that obviously need to be paid. It's, it takes thousands of pounds. That's just the realistic um, the reality of the situation. So oh, well. with that being said, um, obviously that's how I got into the career that I am in now. Got the Rolex. <laughs> 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 but it was all driven by passion. My first passion was fashion's playground. It wasn't money. Yeah. I just landed into the money as yeah. the passion so, so, yeah, led so, me. So to carry from Sam's question, how did you go about getting funding? Um, so there were two. The first, like, yeah. So there were two routes I could have taken. So I could have I could have gone for 
um, funding um, from either the banks or um, from people you external know. sources. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I could raise funding myself. Mm. So I, I went for, I always, this is kind of a weak, should I say a weakness, but I like to do things by myself. A lot of the time, yes. So, so I just, I did, I because I just, so I just decided to raise the funding myself. Um, yeah. So, how, how did you go about doing that? Uh, so I just, I just went. I, I worked my ass off. I mm. saved up, and I all, all the money I had literally, I it went into Fashion Playground, and that's just how it started. What the cross you've come to um, being a black designer? To being a black designer, I'm um, I'm very far from being sort of the creative in that in that regard. I'm very much the kind of guy that I, I like to look at good things. I like to wear good things. Do you of know course. what I mean? But you're looking good. Right? <laughs> looking but me, myself, you need to just. Is this a straight from church? <laughs> church flow. Okay. You know, trying it, but yeah, for me personally, I've just always been interested in the industry. Like with me, every industry, I just look at. Um, I mean, you're quite black, creative. I, I look at black people in terms of how we can succeed, how far we can go, what are the issues. That's why, like, I, I will go back to my point of: um, is there a ceiling? Sort of like I've heard you mention, sort of you go from CSM to the high fashion brands mm -hmm. or whatever. But is there room for us to create our own brands? Is there room for us to um, manage the Louis Vuitton slap? What, how, how does the um, sort of roles work? What's, is it senior? Um, oh, do you mean within, so within the... within a brand, yeah. what's the hierarchy of roles? Like what's so the, there's the women's section and there's the men's section. Okay, cool. So, let's, let's talk about women uh, today. <laughs> so, okay, so within the women's section, yeah, you have the senior creative director. Okay. Um, then you have obviously people under them. Mm -hmm. um, so the the ideal way would, the height I would say would be the, so be the senior, senior creative, creative director. Yeah. So I'm saying, is there, like in other industries, is there like a something stopping us from being the senior creative director at Louis Vuitton, at, um, um, at Balmain, at, do you know what I mean? I think there's, there's, there's a few issues. You saying support is a huge one, because when you don't have the support from your parents, your family and your friends alone, you less likely to if you, if you and, and I think it's role models as well. Mm. If you if you can see that it's being done, as a young child, mm. if you can see that something is being done, you will aspire to be that. Absolutely. But if all your role models are doctors, are lawyers, are engineers, that's all you will kind of aspire to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, so that's, 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 that's one of the reasons why we started a podcast because, of course, those professional jobs are great doctors well, but that's not the that. only we also want our careers our exactly. fashion girls our musicians I'll pause there I was going to say something as well you know you were going to say would you miss that a musician <laughs> <laughs> no no no, no. <laughs> As Ira said, we do want to bring every like creative, every industry to the spotlight and why would you open that while we're recording? Can you see this guy? Can you see But yeah, um, so another question I had, um, no, quickly, let's go back to you as a person. Mm -hmm. So Eunice as a person. You grew up in London. Yeah. Talk to us about your upbringing. Um, so I, I'm, I, I would say I'm one of the privileged ones. Okay. Um, 
Not in the. Uh, so I grew up in. I've always grown up in South East London. Whereabouts in um, South? Um, Thamesmead. Okay. So uh, b before that, we were we were in a council house in Bromley. Oh wow. Okay. Um, so so my parents were never. They weren't born rich, but they they're very hardworking. Oh, they're rich. <laughs> what? <laughs> what do your um, parents? Just because it's a really good um, story. Okay. Like, yeah. So <coughs> you mean what do they do? Yeah. Like how do they? Okay. Build so their so I come from a two parent household. I'm blessed in that aspect. Um, my mom and dad they started off working in the benefits office. Mm. And then they branched out to do their businesses. So my mom currently, um, I was telling Samuel, she's she's a millionaire. Yeah. So she owns care homes, she owns nurseries, and she's into property. So as I said, so when it comes to like role models and people, um, be, being able to understand that you can do it too. Like I was lucky that I've seen my mom, who is a black woman in the UK. I've seen her do it. So automatically, it's going to be wired in me that I can do it too. Yeah. So I was just lucky in that aspect. Um, yeah, they did the best for us. They sent us to private school. So, yeah, I would say I'm, I'm one of the lucky ones. What do you say the best thing about um, private school is? Like, because I know you, because obviously we went to St. Charles, which is far from <laughs> like, don't, say, don't say we. <laughs> I said we as in me and me you. Yes, like, oh, God, bro, stay aside, bro. I was <laughs> we went to, pu I went to, we went to public school. We went school, to yeah. public school. So, um, yeah, what was the main differences you found? Um, why would because you said you would send your yeah, kids to private school? I would definitely why, send my kids to private school. Um, it's just to give them the best chance, the best fight. Like, life is already hard as it is. Mm. I just want to give them the best um, fighting chance. Like, for example, in private school, um, the teachers tend to know what is on the exams, what's in the syllabus. They, they teach you to pass the exams because you're paying for what you get, so you cannot fail. The dumbest person got a C. In, in, yeah, in GCSE, yeah. like that, and you were classified as stupid. Oh my like, God. on average, people were getting A stars, A's, like that was normal. Um, school, yeah. yeah. Mm. They just, they, you get what you pay for. School, yeah. That's just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But do you think, like, grades determine how smart a child is, though? Like, the, that guy could have got a C, but he could have been amazing in another way. Like, he could have. So, like, personally, I think the education system is flawed. Okay. Um, I don't believe in it. Okay. Every child is different, yeah. but the education system is built to make everybody think alike, aspire to do the same thing, mm. aspire to do it in the same way, and mm. life is not like that. Of course, of course. Um, of course. So you put unrealis unrealistic expectations on a child when you ask, when you expect them to get A stars, when you expect like you're just like every child is different. Mm. You can't expect them to thrive in an environment where they've been forced to conform absolutely. it just doesn't work like that absolutely and even just to stick on um the topic of fashion i think um to go back to you saying that it's very key that we you end up going to central st martin's if your if your aspiration is to reach that high fashion mm -hmm. um end goal so i think a problem is that sort of the education system doesn't really um cater towards people that are that that's their passion that's their passion that's what they're good at that's what they want to go into. Like, say you had a 12-year-old, no, let's say you had a 14-year-old daughter mm -hmm. who she knows that she wants to like, end up going to CSM, end up going into fashion. What would you do? What would your point of call be to sort of guide her towards that path? Say you support her. Mm -hmm. like, it's a question for both of you, so Iria as well. Like, yeah. How do you think we can get more black people to... Their, to focus their education on what they want to do, which if it is fashion, do you know what I mean? I think it starts by getting rid of the stigma around not doing traditional, or going on traditional routes. So we need to be, we need to 
you know, we need to look, we need to say that it's, it's okay to do that. And you know the issue is, like, I don't know about you guys, but I know people in the past who, you, 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 you introduce yourself to someone and be like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a consultant. They're like, yeah, wow. You say to them, I, I, I design clothes. They're like, hmm. There's already a natural stigma in our mind that says, okay, you must have not been great at academic stuff. Mm. Now you're doing fashion as a plan B. Mm. As opposed to them thinking, <coughs> he just wanted to do fashion full stop. Mm. And I think we need to completely recycle the way we think about it in general as a community. Do you, you understand what I mean? I definitely agree with that. Um, if, I, if I ask you, would you go out with someone who does dance? Would you, what, what, would, what would you say? <laughs> What do you dance dance? Um, like uni? He goes to yeah, he studied dance at university and now I said dance with me. <laughs> 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 Sorry. No, it's just the way you worded it, who does dance. Like what the heck? Oh my god. Um but no there, there are people that go to go to school to do dance, of of course, ballet and, and they're and they're very good at it. So well, um, yeah, so all jokes aside, yeah, I think so we need to just get completely change our thinking and be like, it's okay to do academic roots, it's okay to do creative. Definitely. As long as you put some thought behind it, do your research, and you're going to execute it properly, it's all cool. I think that's one way, the whole stigma around it. And that way, once the stigma's gone, the support is there. The support is now Definitely, there. yeah. yeah? You your parents will pay the £9,000 a year for you to be at an art school, definitely. Exactly, so you know what I'm saying? So I would yeah, say, the, yeah. the, the, for example, the increase in the tuition fees. Um, okay. the, so that was obviously only implemented when we, yeah, the when year we that we were entering. Senior, you know, yeah. But it tripled from 3000 to 9000 Obviously, that's going to have a big effect on... Yeah. the lower class mm. and unfortunately um, the ethnic minority will have that would impact on us yeah so so like a study was done and two-thirds of students now say that um, the price of university is not worth it yeah. so that's deterring like university is, is 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 a really big stepping stone when it comes to even if, if you want to work in the corporate world world in anything university is actually very important but, but do, you, do you really need to do university no, you don't have to. If you want to design clothes, for example. No, no, of course not. University is not important. Sounds, yeah. But I'm just talking in terms of the social class. The, the If an employer wants to employ you, Central St. Martin, yeah. if, if you want to get to a, a, a high design... Oh, so okay. you, you need help. to have a degree from one of these okay, so, arts so, so, universities. Okay, so, so, so let's say... There was another one, I forgot the name of it. Um, it's, I think that's more like... They do, it's another... It's a very um, performance arts-based... Um, Place. I, forgot, I forgot the name of it. Um, but in, in, in the UK? Yeah, yeah it's a really big performing you, arts. Yeah, yeah. Um, I my, my, my boy used to go there. Uh, <laughs> I, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. But let's just call it that, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember it. Yeah, so, alright. So, you see um, the, the college, the school you spoke about just now, yeah? Mm -hmm. uh, is, that, is that a free ed course or is it one free year? Ed. Free ed. Free ed. Free oh, free ed, yes, yeah, typically, yes. <laughs> 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 full-time, part-time, do you do it alongside full university? Full-time. So, yeah, it's full-time. Full -time do you need to do university before you go there? Or can you just forget university? So it is like a university, university yeah, Central St. Martin. Oh, you're, are you talking about the Performing Arts College or Central? Central St. Martin. It's, it is a university. Ah, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. Where is it? Uh, it's in Central London. Yeah. Okay, cool. Now, let's say you're going to give advice to someone who wants to design clothes and they want to be mainstream, yeah? Mm-hmm. Don't when you say mainstream, stuff. what do you mean? So let's say, uh, you know, I don't mind my, I don't mind selling my clothes in Top Man. Okay, okay. I don't okay. mind selling it in John Lewis. Okay. don't mind selling it in Primark. Mm -hmm. don't mind selling it in Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> get my drift. Yeah. How do I start? So it's, so it's being done. It's been done. Um, as you've 
mentioned which is good um you don't have to go to you don't have to go to university you don't have to go to school but i would say you need to have the passion so i will give the example of um connor walker she's the owner of house of cv um she started when she was 17 years old um her company she's she's 25 now her company is a multi-million pound company she um has she has concessions in top shop um she has stores. She has a store in Stratford also. She's a young black woman. Yeah. No, she's 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 white, but she's okay. a woman. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but yeah, it's just things like that. As long as you have the passion, mm. let the passion lead you. I would say. I hear you, but um, I completely hear you and I agree with you. Just quickly, just quickly. Wait, you have to answer the question though about how you'd get into it. How you would get into it. So you got passion though. Yeah. What next? Um. So. I have my designs in mind. You have your designs in mind. Okay. What I do next? So. Just for those who are listening to it, who already want, who want to, okay, to, to okay, that, that's fair enough. Um, so first, you need to get, you need to get patterns made. All right, cool. So, are you going to go to school to learn how to do pattern cutting? Because there's a there's a technique to it. Mm. Then after the pattern cutting, they need to be sized. Sized. What, what does that mean? Sized. So, there will be a standard pattern cut of maybe a size ten. All right. But obviously, you want to sew your clothes in variations of sizes. So yeah. you, you want size 6, you want size 8, you want size 12, you want size 16. Right. But the patterns need to be graded. Okay, cool. Are you going to go to school to do that or are you going to pay someone to do that? So, okay, let's say I've got the patterns ready, what then? Uh, so once you've got the patterns, the pattern needs to be graded. Once you've got the pattern grading, you need to get the fabric. Okay, I've got the fabric. Then you can, you can also go to school to study fabric. Uh, you've got the fabric, then you're ready to go into production. Are you going to do it yourself or do you want to employ a team to do it for you? Okay, okay I've got the production now. Right. So you've got the production. So you can either do what I did. <laughs> so you can either do what I did. You, you can grow your own fan base okay. and sell directly to the market. Okay. Or um, before social media, obviously before we had all of these opportunities, what you would do, you go to stores like Debenhams, right. where they sell like concessions of clothing. Yeah. You will present um, your pieces, then they'll tell you how many pieces they want to buy from you. Oh, so they buy it from you? Yes, and then sell it, yes. Oh, okay. So you just need to know what path you want to take. Oh, so, so, so people who, so, so if, if people who's clothes are already top men, top men's already bought it off them. Exactly. Just selling it for a higher Exactly, price. the concession, yeah, like in Oxford Street, yes. Oh, okay. Because I, I used to think that they'd give you the top man the clothes for free. No. And their top man would... No. So they, they so top man buys like a certain amount of pieces from. Now, what's the best way of maximizing my chances of someone like top man buying my clothes? So I've, I've got the logo, I've got the designs, mm -hmm. I've, got, I've got the merchandise. I've walked in with like five duffel bags of clothes here, yeah? <laughs> and I go to the department guy and say, um, "Please, can I sell some produce in your shop?" Yeah. yeah. What's the what like, what's the way to maximize my chances of that so within these industries you have buyers fashion buyers okay, yeah. um so you can either form relationships with various fashion buyers but obviously your products has to be something that will sell all they're interested in is making so sales um so it doesn't even need to be it just needs to be something like the fashion buyer needs to be confident that this product will sell mm. our customers because they know their customers they they have stats of, yeah, yeah, of, of what attracts their customers whether it's the floral print whether it's what's in trend what's not in trend yeah, yeah. they need to look at your product and be like this will sell so how can you give them how can you make sorry about the how, how can you make yeah, him you. feel as confident as possible Oh, you have to have a, a obviously a business plan, a You're pitch. You're grinning, now, boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, because yeah, yeah, a lot of people who listen to me. Yeah, yeah, who want, who would want to know this information? Of course, of course. Yeah, they will. Yeah, they um, So you will need to have. You will need to. Have, it, it's it's like going to a board meeting and yeah. pitching an idea. Okay, it's yeah. the exact same thing. So I guess it would help you yeah, if like 
before going to the top, top man, I've already thought well, X amount of That options. would definitely Absolutely. help I'm your chances. If you already have like a platform that, that, that would definitely help, I would agree, yeah. yeah so, okay, so that process, so from, from getting your patterns to maybe deciding to go to <coughs> school or not, to doing production, <laughs> to then selling a few to your portfolio. And I, I only know this because I've, the industry, the other industry that I used to work in is business. Okay, yeah. So I specifically, um, I specialize in business processes. Yeah. So from the cut, you there's also uh, the customer experience side. There's, yeah. I mean, fashion is not, it's not just the clothes that you see. There's, yeah. there's the marketing side. Like it's, it's literally, it's a big puzzle Absolutely. with many moving pieces. Uh, what, what, what percentage of people do you think um, of designers, let's say black designers, who go to a top man, what percentage of them do you think get rejected? Well, I don't. Obviously, I don't have any stats um, <laughs> in terms of top man specifically. So, it's black people in. Black but then you have to take into account how many black people are doing this. Okay, true, true. Um, Boy, yeah, we put. I hear what you're saying. And, and, and also. Um, Okay, so you see, you see, you see, you see, going to the store. You told me, okay, thank you for you told us the process about going to the store. Mm -hmm. but what about um, for like online based companies like ASOS, ASOS, yeah. Yeah. How do I pitch to them? It's it's the same thing. So okay. ASOS has their their main office in London, also. So they have fashion buyers in ASOS. It's the same process. Okay, and also, if I'm an if I'm an upcoming fashion designer, mm. um, who do I contact? Like, what's the what's the particular role? So like, let's say I go on LinkedIn to look for. Um, Fashion buyer, yeah. yeah what's, the, what's, the, what's the role? So you obviously have to send an email, yeah. a structured email, mm -hmm, of course, yeah. stating who you are. Mm -hmm. um, what then they'll probably invite you for an interview. Yeah. Um, they need to see the samples of your clothing. Yeah, okay. They need to understand how many. So sometimes what happens is they'll buy just a few pieces to see how well yeah, they I, sell. I to my boy, yeah. he, he had um, he had t-shirts and they had to bought a few samples first. Exactly. And then they'll come back and buy more. Okay and okay and just 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 to make sure that this people can so round up, yeah, yeah. Um, is there a particular role I should message? So like for example, so, so let's say for example, in my, in my past when I had a when I had a, a, a marketing startup mm -hmm. uh, and I went to and I wanted to have companies um, as potential business partners or customers, mm -hmm. I'd message the head of marketing at that company because that's the best person. That's like you know, that's like that you know the company's key stakeholder in mm -hmm. that particular regard, yeah. So what's the key role I should message if I want to, you know, go into store? You need to look for the fashion buyer. But I would say the this role is... Cool fashion buyer, yeah. Yes. Okay, cool. But, but I would say this is where social media helps so much. Mm -hmm. Like, um, these days, you can send a DM. Like, I personally wouldn't recommend it if you're looking <laughs> to do serious business. I would tell you to send an email. But Or even if you formed relationships with them. So influencers on the internet who form relationships with different brands. Like, it would, you know the people already. Like I think this is this is where like the in, you need to utilize the internet mm. to your advantage. That's mm. awesome. Uh, thanks for bring, breaking on that process. That's great. I might even start. You know, my mind might get some. <laughs> <laughs> no, you need love for that. Be no quickly just to interject. Um, I was listening to you again, and you mentioned marketing. Do you think um, as a black fashion designer? Let's talk about fashion designers first. Mm -hmm. And it's a question for both of you. So, like, let's stop grilling you. Oh, no, it's fine. It's fine. I came prepared. Do you think a black fashion um, designer will kind of have a stigma to their head? Like, oh, that's the black fashion designer. Like, all their clothes are going to be um, designed for, like, black people. Like, sort of in mainstream media, do you think 
you, you hear on social media all the time of like people think people saying, oh, I can't find my, my size, size. Mm. or stuff like that. So do you think when like a black fashion designer starts to get a bit of clout, mm. there's sort of an expectation on them to cater for sizes that maybe women can't find in um, other brands or um, or they're, yeah, they're sort of like hit with that stigma of right. you are the black fashion designer. And if that's the case, do you think that's a problem? Do you think that's a reason why maybe we won't always be taken seriously? We won't always be able to progress like we should? Sort of just to get both your opinions on that. Um, yeah, I'm happy, I'm happy you've actually asked that yeah. question. Um, so when it comes to <coughs> that stigma, I wouldn't even just apply it to just black people. I would say even maybe high fashion brands yeah. don't cater to uh, people who, obviously maybe who have bigger yeah, curves. So obviously that's changing now, but... Um, in on on a website or or in in a store you should be able to see representations of all different colors mm. so for example if you're going through a website maybe asos or yeah. topshop you if or you really. if you cannot see a representation of yourself on the website if you like one example i'll use is zara. i love zara yeah, because they use like they use different variations of models. They use Chinese models, they use black models, they use white models. Like that's a company that you can see is making an effort to include everyone. Okay. So if you, I, and the thing is we don't focus enough on our buying power. Mm. Um, so 12% of the UK's population makes up the black buying power. That's, that's a community on its own. Wow. I feel like, I feel like 12% of the UK population Yeah, that's 300 million pounds. Wow. That's that's a community of our own. Like, don't in like for example, the H and M campaign about this little boy T shirt, and then <laughs> it had I'm a monkey. Like, what? The <laughs> but how many people? Yeah, are, they did that's, purpose, that's exactly what I'm saying. I think. The like, you can there. see they're racist. The, the, how the many people went out and are still buying from H and M? Don't lie. <laughs> yeah, I'm from H and M. And we also have Michael Kors. He 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 tweeted. This was in 2000. And, 15 that he's not going to pretend that he, he he doesn't like black people but how many girls do you see have michael calls watches oh oh michael calls bags like like you need to we need to also take responsibility of our own actions um because they can also change the stigmas attached but doesn't that mean we need to make our own michael calls then let's let's make a product or let's build our own brands that are as big as michael calls and make us Want to buy 100%. it from there? Well, you just start as big amount. You, you start somewhere, innit? absolutely. But that's what I'm saying. Why, if it's true, why are we struggling to grow our our own fashion brands to those levels? Like, what's the what's the issues? If we focus our own buying power into the into black companies, yeah. black fashion companies, yeah. this would not be an issue. Of course. Yeah. So when it comes to support support from your own people, mm. I think that's that's what comes into factor as well. I remember um, the, the ACB's hat I used to love wearing back in secondary school. You probably know. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no um, everyone was it for Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah that, Sorry? Ferraducci. Don't worry, you They got shopping in um, Wharf Road. Very nice hat. Ah. Yeah, yeah. They were nice stuff. I think nice hats in a while. And he also had SM1 wear. Yeah, like, I remember. In your, in your neighbourhood. Anyway, go on, bro. Yeah, oh, no, I just, I just, oh, I'll just... Oh, you're skipping it. Oh, you're skipping it. What's in the error, you know? Oh. <laughs> uh, I feel you, I feel you. So, um, yeah, just to kind of touch on that point, you don't think there's a stigma attached to, like, black fashion designers of you or the... Sort of, like, I was reading your... Um, 
I was reading um, your bio on your page and it says Fashion Playground is a brand for all women of different body shapes and sizes to feel confident and elegant in their own skin. Definitely. Our designs enhance women's assets and empower fearlessness. That's just a powerful, do you know what I mean? Definitely. So what do you hope that people like think when they, when they read that and what do you expect people's reactions to be? So what I love about fashion is it's a universal language. Mm. <laughs> it's a universal language so someone in china can see you where can see the designs and automatically they'll relate with it yeah. someone in india can see the designs and relate to it someone in uae can see the design like fashion has no there's no there's no um yeah uh, like divide yeah, in yeah, fashion yeah, okay. i would you, say you reckon? i mean you you can relate you can see an image, relate to it, and maybe not copy but just emulate the I idea. Know. I hear what you're saying, yeah, but I disagree with it a bit. I think because fashion also has cultural stuff. There's also cultural roles to play. For example, in Nigeria, everyone wears natives all the time. Whereas if you see guys wearing native, you but even okay, I, I'm happy that you brought up that. But mm -hmm. even so, designers, for example, like uh, Stella McCartney, they've started to use Ankara. If you if you look yeah, at yeah. them, their most recent designs, it's Ankara that they're using. Mm -hmm. um, th there was also this designer that used that Ghana must go on the runway yeah. and were charging thousands of pounds for it. Oh. So I'm happy I'm happy that you've brought that because they, like fashion literally is is universal. Yeah. So I'm happy that you brought up that. It's point. Great. And, and it's, it's great. What, what, it's great seeing our um, our traditional clothes be represented. Of course, it's annoying when it's represented by exactly white men a lot or whatever old people doing it. Exactly, yeah. so that, exactly. That is another thing. Yeah, that is annoying. Do you guys think cultural appropriation is a problem? Cultural what? Appropriation. Do you want to define it for the listeners? What is culture like? What is appropriate? Yeah. Yeah, you mean? Do you mean in terms of maybe um, less? Say maybe in Saudi Arabia, where it's more appropriate for them to cover up. No, as in. Oh. Um, <laughs> what would you define? No, as in. Um, so say something that has been historically part of our culture is being embraced by another culture and kind of taken as their own. Oh. Or not give us an example. Give us an example. The one that comes to my head immediately is um, this girl, Kardashian girl, wearing braids. Kardashian girl, you know, yeah. I don't oh. care about them. And people started to say that she made braids popular when really braids were popular from the beginning. From time. And it's annoying because a lot of people then say, yeah, she, a lot of like, other girls will be like, yeah, she made braids popular, yeah. but that's not the case. Braids have been in fashion from the beginning. Absolutely. And it's annoying seeing a white woman or Asian woman, yeah, take one of our, you know, aspects of our culture like mm -hmm. braids you know when you got a black wonderful woman wearing braids and then they wear it and then it becomes popular where we've been wearing it all this time true but um i i also see the positive side and i see it as it's not, po yeah. positive emulation okay in okay. a way um so obviously there's a negative side to all these <coughs> things but i i like to fo focus on the positive side of things okay. um obviously it'll become popular within the western world or whatever but Back home, like it, it, that's that's normal to us. That's our culture, and th they're embracing parts of that. You see, I, I, you know, I don't mind if they embrace it. In fact, I want them to embrace it. What I hate though is is, is false. Like if they take it as theirs. Right. Right. right okay. I understand. Yeah, I'm so saying if, if now I'm not sure if Stella what's her McCartney, name? yeah. Is she um, Caucasian? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. So if she's now um, designing Ankara's and it's blowing, then. Sort of that's that's gonna limit the path for an authentic black young woman mm. to create exactly the same Ankara and reach the position that Stella McCartney would, Definitely. in my opinion, which is where I see the issue. I, I'm I'm all for like people embracing our culture and loving what what we love because we're we're lit. Do you know what I mean? Well, last, last time you put money into your boy's clothing line. 
Um, this year still. We're in May now. Huh? We're in May. Yeah, yeah this that's year, what I'm saying. It comes back to buying power. It comes back to buying power. I know. I like what you said. <laughs> I like what you said. Ira. It I'm, comes I'm back to, to black buying power. Like if we invest in our own, Absolutely. like Jewish people make a community. Yeah. They, they only spend within their community. Absolutely. They don't spend outside of their community. Like yeah. money has to pass 10 times before it reaches an outsider. Which is wonderful. Yeah. That's how so they're. that's how we need to build ourselves first. Mm. And then others can start looking to us and things like that. But we need to support our own. I'm definitely the kind of guy that um, I'll see a top in Zara. And I'll see literally the exact same top one of my boys making in his clothing line. And I'll invest in my boys. Really? You know I mean? I've been doing it before. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> 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 you got a clothing line, bro. I might start with a while. I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll hold you for the patent. That's a quick question I was going to ask. So, Eunice, on your website, um, I think the cheapest... I saw it was like over two hundred pounds. Yeah. So do you want to talk to us quickly about econo economic pricing versus premium pricing? So yeah. Why did you decide to go for the premium pricing? Um, do you think like black people? Like, do you think we're tight, black people? Do you think we're tight with our money? Okay. So so personally, <laughs> personally, I've I've never I've always even outside of fashion, quality yeah. over quantity. Okay. We've been born into a capitalist society where you always need to spend, 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 spend. You need this next thing. You need this next hype. You need this. And that's like, it's an unsustainable lifestyle. Mm. So the point of Fashion's Playground is to make high quality items okay. at, at an affordable price. Mm. based Because if you look at where the fabrics are gotten from, all the products are made in England. They're yeah, produced. Yeah. We don't outsource from China. Mm. We don't do that, no. Um, all the items are made in England. So if you take all those factors into consideration, it's actually cheap. Your, yeah, yeah. But, um, I mean, you, you can obviously go for all the cheaper options if you want, but the most likely you'll get bored of it by the next season mm. and you'll start buying. But it's just, course, it's an unsustainable... Of course, you're like Jordans, you can wear them whenever you want. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Come on. But if you're looking long-term, a sustainable lifestyle, you need to... I think even, even black people in general, we need, to, we need to... Our spending habits, we need to be more aware yeah. of our spending. But you know funny, Sam, you, thankfully, you, you mentioned black people are tight. Are we though? Because you get, you get girls who buy Louis bags, YSL, you get but guys who buy Balenciaga. I think culturally, like, if you go to Peckham Market, yeah, the thing clearly says one pound. Why is my mum trying to get it for 20 years? <laughs> you know, just like that I, I kind of thing. You and your mum need to have No, but why is your mum probably doing My mum's mum, 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 Anyway, anyway, anyway. <laughs> just culturally, I think like we try to price everything down. That's, that's just But then, then again, I would, uh, I would, I would attach, um, all these things to you. so I know where you're gonna go with this. Black, so <laughs> so so black people typically now I would say on it, when it comes to our incomes and salaries they're on a rise okay um, it, maybe it wasn't the case back in our mum mom or dad's days but now we, we have the opportunity to change that um, so yeah okay. well, look, we spent money to go to Malta yeah, it was Greece, bro. Oh, okay. As you said, girls have money to buy LV these days. Back in the day, who had money? Who had money for My parents thing? were not LV kidney. <laughs> it, it was not. <laughs> but it's, cha it's changing uh, how, how now. How did you get to private school? No, no, my parents were just not. Though. They've never been those kind of parents. They've, they've, they'll, they'll prefer to invest their money as opposed to... So it seems that your marketing strategy is more of a fat head and a long tail. So a long tail is when you have so many products for cheap prices. But the fat head, you have one or two products. Oh, exactly. That's good. So that's, that's just to help to teach the younger generation listening to the podcast different market strategies. Both work. Exactly. Companies like Amazon, they use the long tail where they've got so many products and they just want to sell one or two at this price. 
and they don't care about how many products there is. Whereas other companies <coughs> like uh, Louis V, they've got a smaller um, product range, but the price is a lot Exactly. Lower. I think Her Hermes is a really good example of a high-end luxury Hermes. Okay. Um, so they're, they're a family-owned business. Right. Um, but they... Jewish. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, uh, so their products are made in Italy. Jeez, but <laughs> But their products, they, they only make a certain quantity. Like, mm. they're literally the highest, high-end brand okay, okay. In, in the world. Wow. Their, their, their bags cost 10,000. Like, minimum is like 8,000 pounds for a bag. Oh, my God. But, but their marketing strategy, they only make a certain amount of bags like p per year, yeah, yeah, they don't like, go past that. That's like my um, that's like um, Omega and like Rolex every year they, they, they've got the model and they've got a certain amount, exactly, yeah, to keep the quality high and the customers coming back. That's just their business model, so or, or, or some products, some companies like that, some high, high end ones. Is there like is there like a one higher than high end? Higher than high end, like ultra instinct, or something. what? <laughs> no, 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 high end is the highest, <laughs> yeah. So, like, cause, like yeah, cause some, some companies they even um. Uh, when someone orders something, you can't get it right then. You have to get it in like three or four weeks. They make it for you fresh. It, yeah, it takes six months sometimes. Yeah. yeah. So, so your one, so your 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 items are available to get. Now. Yeah, ours. But we only obviously we're, quantity is restricted oh, once so again. Okay, How do you plan to grow Fashion Playground? Like, what's the future? What's next? So, in terms of the future, I would say. <laughs> I would say increasing our fan base, but. We can, I think, in the future, we can also look into concessions. Concessions. Okay. Um, uh, so, for example, like Net-a-Porter. Oh wow! Okay. Um, yeah, brand websites like that that sell other high end. Are you thinking of going into maybe a men's category? That that could be a possibility if there's a if there's a male designer out there. If there's a male designer out there, okay. Yeah, you get the model still. You're a bit creative though. You're a bit creative. That line on your head. But yeah, I would say long, long term. I was talking to Samuel about this in the car. That I think the aim of any business should be to create to fill the fill fill the gap of a need. So from my struggle or i would say my come up <coughs> the main problem i would say would be funding so i've started um the fashions playground foundation where women specifically for men women i'm sorry guys but no, um, no, <laughs> it caters to women they they pitch their business plan their, their business model and they they get funding based on that so how much funding do you give them it, it depends on how much they're... So they have to come with a figure. They have to have done all their research before. So let's say, let's say um, obviously, since for women, but let's yeah. say, theoretically, I put on a wig and my business plan is great. This guy's free, bro. It's only been free. It's only been free. You throw me off, carry on, please. So we fund up to £10,000. £10,000. Yeah. How much do you take? Stake? No, it's the money is given. So grant. It's not a loan. It's not a loan. So let's say I put on a wig, yeah? What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's cool. And also, um, oh, I was going to say something else. Um, I got a sister, by the way. Okay. So uh, when a birthday comes, I might have to give you a little wink, <laughs> uh, some tops, you know, some clothes. And do you cater to all ages? All ages, but it's women. All ages, all, and there's no bias. So the difference between women and girls, obviously. Obviously. Because my sister's like 12. Yes, yeah, so obviously you need. It needs to be like a viable business, but we're putting our money into something that we want to see grow. Oh no, 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 not that I mean. Clothes for my sister. Oh right. <laughs> yeah, it's women. It's women only. Yeah. So, so yeah. 
good for a 12 year 12, 12 is a bit young, but she'll, <laughs> she'll grow up very soon. So. <laughs> just quickly, um, just to move on, just to um, stay on fashion, the talk of fashion in the UK, is there anything that either of you think um, you would like to see a bigger presence of, of in the fashion industry in the UK? Like, is there anything you've seen in sort of America or sort of these um, high fashion cities around the world? I've been to America, I'm yeah, I would. So America, like, I, I'm happy you brought that up. Um, America, when it comes to female black designers, they are killing it. Okay, okay. Oh my gosh. What are they doing that? Just go on Instagram, like, pop ups every single. <laughs> every, I'm not joking, like, these women are not playing. Jeez, okay, Jeez, cool. Like, you, you, you have Shop Matt, you have Jay, and they're making millions. Like, oh. these women are worth millions of dollars. But it's mainly within the US. I don't. I don't know why. But if that why, why, why do we have women like that in the UK? Maybe? I there could be. Maybe I just don't know enough of them. Okay. But within the US, maybe because it's a bigger population. True. Uh, but the women, the black women, that are killing it. I said. I thought we're all here for our sisters doing sick. Uh, I was going to say quickly, like, um, so we've spoken a lot about the fact that you're catering to women. Why do you think there's a lack of like? variety inside why is there so why is there like a one-size-fits-all kind of stigma in um in the fashion industry yeah so i think uh historically it was obviously <laughs> don't wink at me bro you wink at me i would say historically it was obviously based on buying power the the white man obviously had the highest buying power but now there's been a massive shift even um for example nike brought in these uh, workout headgears, uh, <laughs> yeah. hijabs, specifically oh, for Muslim women. Muslim women. Um, even websites like Netta Porter, they have a modest section okay. for women in the UAE. Like because the buying power is shifting, okay. it's shifting. Um, okay. So yeah, I would say historically that's how it was—a one size fits all. But th that's another advantage of social media. We're seeing a shift in all of that. Like the latest cover of Vogue. Um, there are five women on it: a plus-size woman, woman in hijab, a dark-skinned woman. That's, that's, that's um, yeah, things are getting better, and I would say the introduction of social media of the internet has yeah. really shifted all of that. Absolutely, yeah. Because the reason I was so keen to do this topic is because I know obviously there's a rise in there's more diversity in the industry and whatnot. But I'm very focused on like I'm really like keen for black people to not be like caught up in that bane because you know within bane. They kind of group us all together, and then you'll have like ninety-nine percent maybe Asian or Latina, and then you won't really have you have one percent black. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So that's what. Yeah. Go, go, Jira. No, no, go, Kara. I don't yeah, have so any issue with your friend. So yeah, that's just a point I was going to make. So sort of um, to round off on that, you think taking something from America is sort of the. I would say so. I would say the first thing would be our buying power. We need to be a lot more conscious mm. of where we spend our money. Mm. Um, yeah, just support black-owned businesses. Um, I Also, the cultural stigmas attached um, to the creative industry mm. need to be eradicated. Mm. Um, yeah, and self-belief. Absolutely. Oh, people are always going to tell you that you can't do it, but it doesn't matter. Be, let your passion drive you. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, um, well, I was going to say something else. Thank you very much for coming on, B. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you thought I was going to say something else? <laughs> <laughs> you know what you're saying? <laughs> I'd love for coming on Unish. Really no, thank you guys for inviting me. I really enjoyed my Remind us where we can find you. So, uh, the main Instagram page is Fashion's Playground. Uh, the main domain is uh, Fashion is Our Playground. And you can email us at customer services at fashionisourplayground.com. And um, for, the, for the girls who want to um, 
get some funding, where should they go? So all of the details will be released by the end of this year. Okay, cool. Um, obviously, because that's when the funding will be re will be able to be released. But in the meantime, in terms of preparation, like people need to, you need to be serious about what mm. you want to do. Mm. You need to come with a viable business plan with how it's going to work, stats if you can. Like you need to be serious about this. Mm. Like some kind of sales as well, maybe. Like everything, you just start a platform. Start like do what you can. Like don't wait, just get it done. It's great that you're giving back. Amazing. Wonderful, wonderful. I thought we'll have, remember the, the key thing is learn, earn, and return. Definitely. Yeah, you know, if, we, we I mean, if, <laughs> if we don't help each other, who will? All right, cool. Uh, your, your personal Instagram is? Oh, that's... that's I just play around, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not supposed to make business a pleasure. <laughs> I, 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 there is no pleasure with me. There's only business. Okay, okay. I, I see, I see. I thought we were yeah. sitting on the car. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, follow me at um, Sam underscore Luca one on Twitter. Sam underscore Luca on Instagram. Follow the podcast at My City Podcast. Follow Ire. Uh, follow me on my, my Instagram is now available. You know, you know, know, you know it's how I change my surname. Um, my Instagram is Ire.ae, um, I think. And my um, Twitter is uh, Ire Liwa, but the Ire is spelled I R A Y, not I R E on Twitter. Wow, that was. <laughs> 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 send, send any um, messages or dilemmas or whatever to My City Podcast at gmail.com and make sure you use the hashtag message. Please use the hashtag when you talk, uh, when you message us, yeah? And we'll get back to you as quickly as possible. Love for all the love, man. Thanks for listening. Thank you for tuning yeah. in. <laughs>